Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are we? What's up, comic book jerk fans? It's the comic book jerk here, and I've got a post-it note on my eyeball so that I can't see what I'm saying and uh, stuff. So, I've also got Justin Gad here. You're supposed Hello, to say everyone. stuff, man. Gosh, what do you I was wa- waiting. Look, look, man, you didn't press the button. All right, D- what, did you what? get the memo? Were Were you You're waiting? Supposed to press the button, were then you... switch to me, and then I say something. Did you get the memo? Just Just checking that you got. No, the memo. I can't see it. It's on my face, man. Did you get the memo? Yeah, you're gonna need to check the memo next time. So this this week, guys, we have got the top five movies to watch if you work in an office. They're office movies, so if you if you don't like office movies, then you probably haven't seen enough office movies because there's really not that many office movies. When I tried to compose this list, I tried to compose the top ten best office movies, and I could only find five. So that tells you something there. Justin, what you got for us this week? Anything? Uh, I'm just going to say, if we reach 20 viewers, I will staple my thumb. That, that's just He'll the wow it. fact. He's, he's, just that, he's just that crazy. I, so share this. Say, this crazy dude is this. about to staple his thumb. Also, if we only reach 20 viewers at once, and you all got to be watching, all right? That's that's a promise, not a threat. So what time right is here. it? What time is it, Justin? It, I don't have a watch. It's time to click kick that disclaimer. Read it. Let's see what you got. How fast can you do it? The following broadcast should follow. Broadcast should be followed. Provisions section 106 and 106A. The failure to use of the copyright work, including such as the big production of the copy of photographic, but any other means specified by that oh. section of purpose, such as criticism, comments, news no, reporting, teaching. Ah, so close. I got further this time. From the flamers and dudes who were trolling the fans, submitted glory and masterminds concocting a plan before he had an emporium of Endorian L's, and he was complaining about those movie star Christian Bell and his manga mastermind returned again to reboot. This new show with all his geeky friends it's like the difference in wookies and tribbles and kibbles and bits The story comes together like a reductor twist from Harry Potter Or maybe it's worse, you might even curse the jerk For reminding you that everything's worse In the back of your mind he says what you never could And you never should and you never would But he could So listen up, troll, and let's go It's time to sit back and watch a comic book jerk show So yeah, I guess we are back this week Is, is the... The following link on everybody's pages, Justin. I mean, have we posted this all over the place for everybody to see and everybody to watch and everybody to enjoy? We sure did. So I just, I just need to give give a shout out to some of my friends, Harrison Rodding. I'm still waiting for you to drop another hundred and twenty pounds. He told me last time. He said I'm going to come join the podcast for um, SnapPal.com. 
and I just need to drop 100 pounds. Well, 200 pounds later, and he's still dropping off weight, so I'm proud of you, Harrison, but you got to get proud your ass on this podcast as soon as possible. No, you know, he should just—he should just totally put a laptop right in front of him while he's walking on the treadmill. That'd be great. That, or, or even just, <laughs> or even buy him like a, a clip-on selfie stick. Be like, dude, if you're gonna get on the treadmill, you're gonna do the podcast. You're gonna do it both at the same time. Here we go. Let's do yeah, it, guys. Harrison, so I'm giving my rant on the, you know, like he's just sitting there with his with his selfie stick. Harrison, get on that, man. We want you to be our yeah. first time ever treadmill wielding comic book show participant. We want to. We, I might even play music. Go. Yeah, ain't nobody wants to see that. See, we we don't. don't have, nobody's tuning in because we're we're actually about thirty or, well, we're actually forty minutes late to the podcast. But it's okay. We told you we would be here. You know, promises and promises. I told Justin I was like, eh, I'm just not feeling up for the podcast, and Brian wasn't feeling up. Show's got to go on. Show's got to go on. All right, we got. We'll wing it. We're gonna night wing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, I mean, speaking of Nightwing, I, we could talk comics, but uh, well, let's talk comics. What'd you read this week, Justin? Uh, I read a bunch this. I had a lot to catch up because I didn't really get to get to my stack last week. So, um, I've been reading the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corpse, which is pretty cool. Uh, Sinestro's back, and he's he's back in in bad, and I like it. Um. Let's see. All Star Batman's really fun to read so far. I don't really understand what's going on, you know, but it's really good and I really like it. That's that's um, me with Civil War because I still don't know what's going on. The only time that I actually knew what was going on in the last previous couple of podcasts, whenever uh, Hawkeye got killed, that was the only time that I really knew what was going on in Civil War. So now I'm to the point where I'm like, I really don't know what's going on in Civil War. So, and, uh, I, but the thing is, it's like the writing's so great. I think that All Star Batman's going to turn out to be one of my favorites. Uh, Detective Comics is still killing it for me. You know, these this writing... Uh, you, really, there isn't a Rebirth title I haven't read that has at least interested me or kept me in, interested and, you know, wanting to read the next one. I mean, every time I read these, it's like... I just keep saying, oh man, this is going to be the last issue I read of this. And then I, I get to the end and I'm like, hmm, well, I guess I'm reading next issue. And it just keeps me going. Uh, I really think the writing is just phenomenal, and it's going back to its roots of DC that I, I know and love, that a lot of us know and love. Um, now, Detective the, Comics, Batman Detective Com is good. so far my favorite. Um, Batman's really good. Um, there, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but man, there are some characters that I thought I'd be attached to that, you know, I just I don't know where, where it's going with this. Spoiler alert, since... Since I've got the old uh, Great American Strawberry out, again, this is now my official fundamental drink, the parts that he doesn't want to spoil is about to be spoiled. So if you haven't read Detective Comics, what number was it, Justin? Uh, uh, not Detective Comics. We're talking Batman, issue four. I was about to say, it, it may not have been, but you must be talking about the so-called death of O'Gotham, who went a little batshit crazy after, uh, who was he, who was he messing with? The pirate guy? Psycho pirate, or whatever his name is? <laughs> what? What's so uh, funny? Yeah, like, now I'm laughing at the comment section. Uh, when I said, do not staple your thumb. I'm doing it for the wow factor, babe. Hey, hey we just wow need... Factor. No one's going to tune in. We're already just need 20 more. You got, you got 20 more people. You just got need 20, 20 more people. people. Now, now... I do not... See, that's the thing. It's I said it's crazy. 
just as crazy as the idea of us getting over 20 views. I'm sorry. I love our fan base, though. The, the few and proud that we have. Well, the, fa- the the past few weeks of the podcast, we've been able to manage a a staggering 250 to 300 views in one sitting. So, I mean, anything is possible. viewers at the same time, though. At, viewers I, at the same at, time. You know, I got five viewers here watching. I, I'm talking at the same time. Yeah, we got five viewers right now, and yet Warner Brothers wants to hit me with 25 copyright claims every single week. So, a good news is for the Comic Book Jerk Show, I have managed to dwindle 52 copyright claims against just down to three. Maybe that guy is gonna. Maybe that guy in New York is gonna sue me for false advertising because I'm really not gonna staple my thumb. That's just to get everyone in the door. (laughs) <laughs> You're going to staple your thumb if I have to drive up there and make you do it. It's going to happen. But let's, no, let's get... No, this, is, this is all false advertising. Just a wow factor. I'm well, going to get sued by that guy in New York for false advertising. Well, let's get back to the issue at hand. The, the so-called villains that we talked about was like... So everything we thought about these characters, Gotham and Gotham Girl and Batman 5, completely, I, 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 completely turned out to be not what we thought they was. Like, didn't we think that they were going to end up being uh, covert bad guys, but apparently they just went bad shitty. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, I mean, they were written in to be bad guys, but, um, I mean, they're, they're mind-controlled, they're mind-slaves, and it's um, it's really interesting to see these characters, and I'm really interested because now we've revealed how they got their powers and what they're doing with them. I'm just really intrigued at where this is going to go. I think Gotham's dead. Gotham Girl is alive. So we're going to see where it goes from there. I really like the story, though. I mean, I love... There seemed to be a little love connection with Gotham Girl and Batman's new experiment. I I don't know what Batman is calling it because it's not his sidekick. It's saying it's something else. It's it's completely something new. Trying something new. He's wearing bright yellow, though, so, you know, it's obviously new. Oh, on a side note, just to skip ahead of Batman, because there's not really much to cover in that issue. Gotham goes nuts, and Gotham Girl's still scared, and then it's up to... And we're revealed that yeah. their powers are actually based on how much they use them and how much strength they want to use. Did so they it's say not... something about buying those powers? Like, I really they did not... They their powers, but instead of powers for money, it was powers for their life. So they trade years of their life for how much power they exert. So she says, like, we can be normal civilians for decades. We could be, um, you know, supermen for a couple of years, or we could be gods for a couple of hours. So uh, this causes Gotham to go really crazy, and he thinks that, you know, he has to fight the Justice League, and he is whooping their butt. And ass. going off ass, Justin. God. Remember, add ass into that. Yeah, he's whooping their, their ass. Their, yeah, ass. <laughs> he's whooping ass. their ass. And I mean, he's ripping a hole in Cyborg's chest, and he's oh, he did punch like, right through through his chest, dude. Yeah, he's throwing off yeah, like, like, like a ragdoll. <sighs> I yeah, mean, was, he goes all that and that's why stuff. I think he's dead at the end. And I mean, they mentioned the anniversary of his death. So Gotham Girl, I really didn't care. Like they they summed that up way too quick. Quickly, he turned into a bad guy way too quickly, and it was, I mean, it, was, was had it had great pacing. It had great pacing. It was turning. 
Yeah, it was shaping up to be a good story, but they kind of messed it up. Now the story that just where, uh, where it goes with Gotham Girl from here, because now she's on her own. You know, so Corey Kirby happened to say her. it's not Robin, but yeah, Gotham Girl is basically Gotham's Robin, and now she's bat shitty, crazy. But anyways, what I read this week was the new Superman issue with. Um, uh, basically, it's continuing the same story of him fighting the Eradicator, who apparently has the re... Well, I don't know. Is this technically the new 52 universe still? I still haven't kind of put that together yet. Is it a Convergence uh, universe? Or, like, is, is no, it... Super, the new Superman in this one is the pre-Flashpoint well, Superman. I, yeah, I, I, know, I know which... Convergence su- was dropped into the new 52 universe. I know which Superman it is, but the Eradicator, is, is he like... Convergence Eradicator is he New Fifty Two Eradicator? Like I'm still a little bit twisted, but either way, he's the Eradicator, and he's got all the souls of, of that of oh. that dimension's. Um, I don't know. Krypton. He's got all yeah that dimension's Krypton. He's got all the souls of them. Eradicator from from the from pre New Fifty Two and pre Flashpoint. Wait, now if, if you read it with me, but didn't he eat crypto? Like, does that mean that crypto's back too? I don't know. Here's the thing, man. What is with this superhero line wanting to kill animals? All right, you got Goldie. Oh man, don't don't crypto. remind me of Goldie. But you know what? The only but you know what? Let's save the giant octopus thing. <laughs> you know? I mean, I I don't know what their obsession with ripping my heart out every time they kill a dog or a little animal. But but we we seen Eradicator eat Crypto the same way that Superman got eat. But they didn't touch base. It's like the chronological order of this comic just completely ignores the fact that Crypto was eaten. And Crypto... I was just ignored the fact that Crypto was even there. You forgot Crypto was even eaten by the Eradicator? Oh, man. No, 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 I remember. But I'm saying, like, you know, it's like one issue of Superman. It just pops up, like, hey, it's Crypto there. And I'm like, where's, you know, is he just an instant replacement for Goldie? Where was Crypto this whole time? Well, that's a good point, but... Is yep. he just hanging out at the? Uh, is there just a limitless supply of food? So at the, Fortress the the cover food? the cover of this issue is pretty misleading because the cover showed Batman standing behind Superman, but that was actually Lois Lane in a superhero suit. Which, on another hand, there is another Lois Lane in the universe who's now Superwoman. Which we won't get into that because I didn't read that, but I kind of it was hinted on in one of the issues. And I mean, it was like it, honestly, the well, thing about it is like. Yeah, the Superwoman thing, um, I read the issue. It's interesting, for sure, because it's got a, a new concept that, you know, Lo- the Lois Lane New 52 got her powers when um, the New 52 Superman went Nova and blew up. Like, the energy zapped into her, and she has these Superwoman powers. And it's it's an interesting story. The ending has a really big cliffhanger that's kind of like, whoa what is this where is this going to i um i'm gonna read the next issue but i don't know if i'll stick with the story we'll see i mean it's one of those things you're gonna stick with it like you you stuck with the chinese superman aren't you i read that first issue and the second issue came out and i was like skip skip i read the second issue too and it's it's it the thing is the writing is so good it's just it's so hard to put these down because as much as I think that I'm going to end this issue and it's just going to be like I'm not going to read this story ever again 
it's just, you know, I, I always end up picking the next one. Like, I mean, as silly as the concepts are, new Superman, completely a silly concept. I'm sorry. I'm not, it's not a race thing or any of that. It's just a silly story to me. But it's so, it's written so well, it's hard not to put it down. Dude, I'm totally waiting for somebody to green screen me into a porno film, dude, because I'm totally stuck here with the green screen. It is easily cut out while you've got an actual background. It's, it's going to happen. But anyways, let's go ahead and talk about it real quick. What was, is there, well, the one thing I wanted to talk about was Nightwing because we, we didn't touch base on Nightwing. Nightwing is trying to get to that point where it's like we're separating the love between Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson and it's over with. Have you got a chance to read it yet? Uh, I have. It's, uh, the Nightwing stories. You sound like, you you sound so like, oh man, it's it's Nightwing, it's, you know. I mean, no, I like the way that Nightwing's going, he's really, um, he's definitely still dealing with the drama of his past life, and you know, everyone's like, you're back, but you're not. And that's the thing I think he's dealing with, he's like, how deep am I gonna go in this cover to try and uncover the Court of Owls, the Parliament of Owls? He should he should have uh, been thinking how deep he's gonna go into Barbara Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I went there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not gonna work if he keeps standing her up for dates, apparently. Well, it's, it's, but, not, you know. it's not gonna work if he keeps carrying her little little present around and he breaks it. Like, it, now it's already got a crack in it. Like, it was in good shape, now it's cracked, and by the time he gives it to her, it's gonna be gone, and he's gonna be sleeping with Starfire again. He already hinted. He he already basically hinted to that in that uh, in uh, the Starfire magazine when when she was uh, well he was at, he actually showed up as Grayson in that issue and like saved her from a ship and she was all tickled to death. Starfire is a good comic too. I'll go ahead and throw that out. I've been reading Starfire, but don't tell anybody. It's just between me and you and the five people that are watching right now. So don't tell nobody. Four. I don't know. <laughs> One person heard me like in Starfire, like I'm out. no um i really like it i think it's great you know he's definitely dealing with it's kind of like with batgirl to her transition from oracle to um batgirl they're both kind of dealing with our past lives that we had have are done we're trying to readjust to normal but what is that new normal and i think that that's what a lot of these heroes are dealing with um i really like Wonder Woman 2 right now. It's kind of shifting between two storylines in Wonder Woman. There's the past thing, you know, you're kind of getting a, a flashback to when she first met Steve and um, their adventures, and then you've got the story with her and Cheetah. Dude, there's way, there's to way too way much to there's scary. way too much dialogue in Wonder Woman for me to get through. It's like le- reading Lord of the Rings. I ain't got time I really for liked it. I, I really it's, liked it. I thought yeah. it was a fun comic. I just think it's really interesting because we don't get to see that origin story too often. I think that it gets a lot it gets left out whenever they reboot something. Yeah, I mean like it Wonder Woman has so much backstory and they're trying to cram it all in these couple of issues like it's too much backstory. But we actually have a uh, a viewer here actually wanting to know what do we think about Dr. Manhattan manipulating the DC universe. Now we haven't we haven't officially Yeah, they haven't officially announced that yet, have they? Like they haven't, I miss touched something? On, they haven't touched on the Watchmen thing since like issue one of the Flash. That's you, the last time I think they mentioned. Do you think Watchmen. they backed out of it and was like, "Oh no, we better not do that"? Or They've do you think Geoff John, Geoff Johns, and a bunch of the other writers have already said we're taking our time right now? 
with the Watchmen story, we want to gradually get that in. Yeah. The first crossover event of any comic series that we're going to see is coming up here in um, September, and that's going to be Nightwing, Detective Comics, and Batman all crossing over, and it's called The Coming of the Monster Men. So we've been seeing what? hints that, like, you know, every comic kind of mentioning the Monster Men. Are they going to be fighting the, the, the putties from Suicide Squad? I hope not. <laughs> When it when it comes uh, when, it, um, when it comes to this whole uh, whole Manhattan well, theory, they're taking it slow with, uh, with now. I, they're, they're taking it slow with the Watchmen right now, and I like that because honestly, like that is the biggest thing with Rebirth that's in the back of my mind every time I'm reading this. Like, how are they going to introduce that? But it's probably leading up to it. Right now, they're still establishing every storyline that they've got in the DC universe going right now. I think once we get out of the gate with all of those issue ones that they're getting out, we'll probably start seeing a lot more of the Watchmen being mentioned in by next year. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that they're just, they have a whole rebirth world to build up now. You know, Batman's back, you know, and he's pretty much a brand new Batman. Like, after... I guess end game and everything like he's completely healed a hundred percent so he's just like he's just as strong as he was when he was 19 years old and then we've got you know we've got a pretty good backstory with the new superman because we pretty much know his backstory if we've ever read any of the comics in the 90s we know and then you got to think on top of that with the new introduction of of the new wally west and not only wally west but superboy like i like this new superboy but I, I kind of feel like it's going to come to a head. We're going to see the old cloned Superboy show up sometime and, and fight him, whether it be in some kind of uh, alternate world or whatever. But, you know, we also got this weird, strange Clark Kent that nobody's talking about. Like, Clark Kent randomly just shows up. And like, uh, okay, Clark I Kent. Still, yeah, I mean, I've still got a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we've still got a lot of characters that have origins to be discussed. I think Blue Beetle comes out. Um, next week, uh, we got a lot oh, more characters. Are they still doing issue ones? Like, how long are they doing yeah, issue yeah, ones? They're, still, they're probably going to be going until September, at least. I think yeah. the, the last issue ones come out in September. But they're still going with issue ones. I mean, we haven't even got Blue Beetle, um, the Teen Titans. We haven't got that one yet. So, there's a few other titles that have still yet to come out. That's why I said I think they're waiting to have their whole DC universe fully introduced, Swamp Thing—that's another one that hasn't come out. Um, they're waiting for their whole lineup to be introduced before they give us um, more of that Watchmen story and really dive into a lot of their crossover, big cataclysmic events that are coming. Well, I guess that that kind of segues into our next thing. We could talk about comics. We need to just make comics like a completely new thing. Like it's just a whole separate episode. Like, I'm, you mean like the thing comics being in the comic book jerk show? Oh my gosh, what a novel idea, man! Well, the comic book jerk show basically bashes comic book movies, but it's not so much of a comic book show. It's a pop culture super show with all my geeky friends, and it's got the difference in Wookies and Tribbles and Kibbles and bits, you know. The, the freaking story comes together like a reductor twist. And if you don't know what that is, it's from Harry Potter. Or maybe it's worse. You might even curse. Jerk. Well, anyways. <laughs> the top five office movies to watch if you work in an office or don't work in an office. So, number five is a black screen of death known as 
Fight Club. Now, you might be asking, why would you pick Fight Club? How is that an office movie? Well, it does start in an office, and a dude pretty much does go batshit crazy. <laughs> Which is a side effect of the office? It could be a side effect. Believe me, when you work in an office, you can your mind starts to play tricks out of you. Every day, day after day, you're in a cubicle. You have this wall and this wall and the computers in front of you. Everything behind you doesn't exist. So people can walk up to you any moment and just tap you on the shoulder and you'd be like, What the? It is a really strange job, especially when you do it for, I mean, a couple of weeks is really cool, but when you once you do it for like three years straight, the cubicle does crazy things to your mind. So when you watch Fight Club, it's one of those situations where you know that you're about to go batshit crazy. So when you watch Fight Club and you actually work in an office, it's one of those movies that you can sympathize with, that you kind of understand, because this dude has pretty much developed a split personality disorder because he works in an office. I mean, he's crazy as hell, dude. Like, anybody to get get a fight club together, nobody talks about fight club but the comic book jerk. And, We're breaking and the number one rule right now, man. We're breaking yeah. rule one and two. And, and, <laughs> and even Brad Pitt agrees. That's right. We're breaking the number one rule. You don't talk about fight club. Well, see, I, I think, I, it's, a, I I think mean, it's a great um, dichotomy because I think that it just goes to show that even the simple person, you know, Fight Club can be in anyone, you know, it could be, yeah. you, you could be this guy in any situation, because it's like that scene, when he first starts it up, and he starts seeing guys everywhere he goes, like, you know, some guy serving him at a restaurant, and they just kind of give a nod to each other, you know, or some guy um, just driving a bus, you know, it, this could be anyone just driven to the point where Fight Club is them, you know? Dude, and I've I, I've been in those situations where I feel like I just want to go home and punch myself in the face just like Fight Club. Like, like I literally get in an old brawl because maybe I've done something wrong that day or maybe somebody made me upset or, or maybe there's something that, that I should have been able to leave at the door. Like, when you work in an office, it's you, here's, here's the building and here's you. Before you enter that building, you have to leave everything that you care about, love, at the door. So anything you do Same in your personal life, it ha it has to be left at the door. Now when you're inside of that building, everything in the outside world is completely gone. You have a cubicle here, a cubicle here, and a cubicle in front of you. Now that's that's your world. That's your world for the next if you work an eight hour shift, that's your world. Even when you're on lunch break, that will be your world because you're constantly thinking during that lunch break, I have to go back to work in an hour. Or you go and take a nap in that hour. And it's odd because time seems to manipulate itself in an office job. Time will literally slow down and speed up. You take a 15-minute break, it goes by like that. There's no 15-minute break in an office job because you're, you're still trying to hustle to get back to your seat. So yeah, there might be a 10-minute break, but that 5 minutes... Of that 10 minute break is, is it doesn't exist and I don't know why it is but there is a perception with the unconscious mind that says that uh, everything that we do in our life everything that I'm doing now is actually a delayed reaction our brain is processing that milliseconds or or hundreds of milliseconds later so if you think about it if you sit in the same spot and do the same tedious thing every day you're gonna develop a split personality disorder or some kind of different movement you know, it's it's really it's really intense to work in an office. So that brings me to another one. Now, have you? When, do you remember the first time you watched Fight Club? 
Uh, yeah, I was actually um, 15. No. Like, a lot of people are like, a lot of people were like, you know, I, for the longest time I had that that thing where it's like, have you seen Fight Club? No. And they're like, oh my god, it's life-changing. And I saw the movie and it was a great film. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And it then was I the one it, movie and... that, it was the one movie that made me say, I want to work in an office. I want to and go. Then, and then I watched it again and I just started diving into the deeper meaning behind it. And then I watched this video that explained all these little subtleties in the movie that you didn't see, little Easter eggs. So then I tried to watch it and catch them. Like, apparently, like, um, did did you catch the uh, cock? Did you catch this random random big dick in the screen? Like if I was to randomly just just cut to Justin, and then whip my cock out and then cut to me. <laughs> yeah, there was all the little um, subliminal messaging where yeah. it just kind of um, he pops up for like a frame, and it's like you see it, and you're like, whoa, I see it this time. I, I I like I like Corey's response on here. He's got the unreality of time post, and I can't wait till this podcast is over because I'm going to check that out. But I definitely there there is a a misconception with time and time you know today I, I got this frustration because I was so pissed off at time because you could be talking on the phone to somebody or you can be really concentrating to solve somebody's issue and you end the phone call and five minutes of your life has went by but it's like fucking inception dude it's like you're stranded on a fucking island with this person that you're you're with for five minutes but it feels like you've been on the phone with them for a fucking eternity dude like. It's one of those subtleties of having that left and that right and that center, but not knowing what's behind you. It's that. So let's go to number four. Do you want to go with number four? Let's see what number four is on the list of of this top five. Number five on the list. I really like number five because because when it comes to four? well number four, yeah, yeah, number four. I mean, I'm just excited about this podcast. Cause, yes. Because The Wolf of Wall Street really is one of those movies that motivates you to be a better office worker. So it's not one of those things that makes you... <laughs> minus, the, um, minus the dodging, the FBI, you know, the IRS, the F um, bribery, embezzlement, all the drugs, quaaludes, STDs, um, scandals, and... Uh, malpractice. It's a great motivation to be a better well, office. Do, do you think that that stuff doesn't happen in a real office? I mean, it it happens with every job, dude. There's always some kind of corruption or favoritism uh, uh, or some okay, kind of. So are there, but there's midget throwing competitions. There. <laughs> you you yeah you you don't want to know what goes on in an office when you work there for long enough. <laughs> but let me let me tell you this for a second. The thing that will motivate you better to be a better office worker for watching this movie is not the way that there's scandal involved, not the way a guy come up in the world. It's the way that he talks to people, the way he's able to talk people into things, to believe in things, the way he's able to manipulate people on the phone, but the way he's able to make money and to sustain Harlan, that money. Uh, Harlan comments his first penny stock sell was epic. Exactly. And I agree. I think, you know, I... I when this movie, when I first watched it, I dogged it a lot because it felt at one at some parts way too long or way too unnecessary. But I think when you get down to the core of the actors and the acting, I thought it was a fantastic movie acting wise. Uh, there was a lot of stuff like fluff parts that I don't think were that important, but could have been taken out. But I mean, I think when you get down to it, I really think Leo should have won an Oscar sooner with this movie, in my opinion. Oh yeah, um, like he should have definitely got an Oscar for this and. Not only is this movie one of those movies that is entertaining, smart, funny, it's it's actually got a tone to it that 
that you can enjoy. Like, it's an enjoyable movie. The whole midget throwing and all that stuff, you know, that stuff made, love- made fun to it. It showed you that these people can be big business people but still have fun. I and- love how he, um, he breaks it down to the audience, too, because, you know, a lot of people watch these office movies or these big business movies. And I don't, and I don't get all this stuff that's going on. And then he just breaks the board and he's like, "Well, you see, what we do with these penny stocks is we sell them like this. And is this legal? No, you know, this is not legal, but we did it, you know. So I think that it was kind of funny how he had to, you know, this was such an intelligent movie that he they even stopped to break it down for some people who may not know everything about business or the insider world. But but what I t- took away from it is how to genu- genuinely talk to somebody how to really get in depth in there how to how to kind of coach yourself and how to to look at yourself and be like hey i'm just i'm not just talking to somebody else i'm trying to really get my point across it's not just like hey you know you need to buy this stock it's more like here's why you have to have this stock this is why this is the reason you got to do it if you don't do it you know you're missing out sell me this pen i can't sell you that pen (laughs) you sell Sell me me that you sell me that pen See, it's 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 a part of salesmanship that that I I could not believe, man. Like it's just a, a different different movie in general, man. It's not what you expected. Like I never wanted to watch this movie because it, it sounded like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That sounds incredibly boring, incredibly silly, and yeah, the movie is incredibly silly and incredibly not boring. Fun. Surprisingly, like yeah, it's the intense. drugs, the, the sex scandals, all that stuff, whatever. But it's funny, like. Those are stuff that basically happen. So let's move on to our next. What what is it? We had five, four. We we're up to three. So three. before before we switch over to this one, number three is a really tricky one because nobody would ever think in a million years that this movie is actually an office movie because technically it is an office movie, but that movie would be The Incredibles. And I noticed. You're you're kind of confused there. Why <laughs> why would I pick the Incredibles? Because the Incredibles shows it shows the the meaningless, tedious job that you have sometimes. Like when you work in an office, there is that that part of you that's just day in day out. It's breaking your back. But underneath, dude, underneath of it all, dude, the Incredibles shows you that there could be a superhero inside of that person working. So you can't just walk past your desk and, and see a guy that just, just looks like this and not try to cheer him up or make him happy. Because deep down, that person, yes, that person right there could be a superhero. So, I mean, and you gotta, yeah, you're not, you, you're not getting it, are you? I mean, I get it now. I mean, it's a great argument. I, I think it's a stretch. <laughs> you, you think, but do you do you not think that maybe it's like a stretch? If, if you I mean, te- technically, I if mean, you, if you want to, if ahead. you want to go that far, then you could argue that Batman versus Superman is about a journalist and a billionaire who lose everything when their city's destroyed, and so then it's a it's a journalist businessman movie. Is that not the fuck <laughs> what that is? If you got to put it into perspective, yes. Yes, if if somebody was to do the top five movies that have to do with movie journalism, Superman would make it about every other time, dude. Especially the adventure, the new adventures of Lois and Clark. Harlan they- Harlan says um, Harlan says he helped the poor old lady. So I guess that you know now you know now that you say it, it really does show an office side. I guess you know the guy. You know he realizes that maybe this is about the guys who went to college for four years. 
they had this awesome degree, and then they're sitting in their job thinking, man, I am so much better than this. You know, he's a superhero underneath it all, and he just wants to help people. So he helps that old lady go and find her way so that she could get her taxes or loan or something. Hey, Mikey popped in and said a billionaire playboy philanthropist. I never can say that word. But yeah, if, if we have movies about billionaire playboy philanthropist, then we all need to tune in to the... I don't know if you've heard about this, but this is in the news lately. But apparently they're going to do an Amazon uh, TV series based on Hugh Hefner's life. So it's going to be like a TV series of Hugh Hefner. Billion- I want to see that movie. God bless It's going to be a TV? No, it's going to be a series. On Amazon it's be a series? Yeah, it's going to be a series. So, I don't know how so, many episodes, but a billionaire playboy philanthropist would I definitely I mean, he was such an innovator of his time, even if it was for nudie magazines. I mean, the guy was pushing a lot of boundaries, and I, I really respect Hugh as a businessman. So, I respect him more than some people. Trump! But, you know. <laughs> Lex Luthor, you mean. I'll I tell you what, dude. We'll, we'll drop on the Trump... For just a second, since we spoke about Superman, Trump is definitely the 1970s version of Lex Luthor. He's got the curly hair and everything before he's bald. But yeah, we'll skip <laughs> we'll skip ahead for the next movie. Can you guess what the next movie is? What are we on? Uh, two. two top, we're on number two of our top five office movies. So number five, if you're just tuning in, was... Number five. Let's, let's go. Let's count it back here. Number five was... Was it? Yeah. Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club. Yeah. And number four. What was number four? We had... Wolf of Wall uh, Street. Wolf of Wall Street. All right. And then number three was The Incredibles. I don't I don't know. I'm starting to lose it. So let's, let's go ahead and cut to the clips here. We've got Fight Club. We've got... Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And then we have The Incredibles. And everybody says, why The Incredibles? Basically because it's one scene right here. <laughs> now, the next one on the list is one that, that really amps me up, gets me excited. Wanted. Now, to tell anybody that Wanted is... That was on my, that was on my list. That was on my list. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, when it, when it comes to movies, office movies, this is this this should be number one. It should definitely be number one because not only does this movie show that just working in an office can be boring and tedious, but outside of that world, there's another life, dude. There's an exciting life outside of that office that that you know if you're on a taking a vacation or you're taking a break or you're you're getting any time off of work, you should be definitely learning how to curve bullets around walls, man, and jumping onto trains and and I just love the the thought process as he's walking in. Like he just details his day when he walks in. He's like, my boss is just a fat, loud bitch. You know, this guy is so fake, right to my face. That, that inner. I want to punch this guy in the face all the time. You know, like I'm he's telling just you, that going inner... through the monotony of all the things that. You know what? As much as you love your job, everyone loves their job. At one point. There is always, in the back of your mind, that stuff you're thinking, you're like, man, I really just wish I wasn't here right now because of this person and this person and yeah, this person. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's exactly <laughs> how it is, man. Like, like there's that favoritism. Like, he, he looked at her in that light like, this bitch is getting all this favoritism, but she's still a bitch. She still had a shitty upbringing. She's still a shitty person inside. And, like, 
it's one of those movies that really grabs you to the point where it's like there's so much excitement outside of the the regular world. Like your your job is not what pertains to the outside world. Your job is basically a job. It's you know when you go out when you go outside that world, you know there's so much more of a world outside of that cubicle because you can't see what's behind you. But when you go outside, you can turn all the way around and you can see the world for what it is. And one, I think that it also goes back to like the Incredibles, you know. Yeah. In the Incredibles, it's a guy who was great, knows he's great, and is forced to kind of, you know, you know, settle for this normal lifestyle in a cubicle. But he knows he's greater than that. This is the opposite. It's a guy who thinks that, you know, he's just got ADHD. He doesn't really amount to anything, and that he's just going to be stuck here his whole life. And then he goes to become something way more badass than he really is. So it's kind of like that paradigm yeah. where it's like so it's kind of showing it makes and it makes kind of showing it as this platform. Yeah, and and it makes a good movie to follow up to Incredibles because you got somebody that was a hero that decided to take all that and and work in an office and then now you have somebody that's worked in an office all their life that now has to become the hero. So it basically has that same stature of, hey, you know, if you're going to sit down and, and after you get off work, you work in an office and, and you got to go home, you got to watch something, watch something that pertains, like, sh- watch something that shows you that even after that office job, you could be a hero. It's not like, hey, I, I was a hero or I did do this. It doesn't matter what you did before. You know, this this guy basically, you know, he did his thing, man. <laughs> Like he shut, even though he quit his job, you know, and we're not saying to quit your job or anything, but you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, there's something greater in all of us. I think that's what office movies try to portray because yeah. offices are the the uh, I think the stereotyped kind of bland lifestyle job. I mean, they're you know not saying that every person who works in office is a bland yeah. person, but you know, it's that when you think of monotony and just being sedentary and just doing something that's just kind of the same thing every day. I mean, the the office is the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people. And I think that that's why a lot of people choose offices as a uh, setting to represent a normal or a boring lifestyle. And I think that's why it makes it fun when you see movies like, or TV shows like The Office or um, Wolf of Wall Street that show the fun side of an office that you don't normally see. And I find it so odd, like, even though these are, <laughs> these are office movies... It's really kind of cool because um, these movies are also comic book movies. Wanted was a comic book movie. The Incredibles is kind of like a parody of, of a comic book movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of odd. And Fight Club is, is actually a comic book. Fight Club was a comic book before it was ever a movie. And they actually have a sequel to, called Fight Club 2, which actually has the same characters coming back. You know, So it's it actually takes place right at where Fight Club 1 ends and... You know, I could definitely see that they, they may eventually do a Fight Club 2 movie because the comic book's been so successful lately, you know? So it's definitely a possibility of that happening. And shut up, Harlan. Your ass is bland. I've seen the comments, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to deal with this, this pathetic, shitty trolling that you internet nerds and dweebs want to do all the time. I will not take it. You mean what your show is based on? <laughs> Go ahead. Flame away. I'll... Any, any kind of compliment's a good compliment, even if it's a negative comment. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, number one office movie, Office Space, one. of course. Like, what other of movie? Is... I mean, what other movie can you pick? Like, out of out of the whole series of office movies, all five of 
<laughs> I mean, there's other office movies in the 40s and 50s, 60s, 70s, but I've yet to see any 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 decent ones other than these top five. That's why they're the top five. We're not movies. We're not just because if there were TV shows, I could list a bunch. Um, yeah, yeah, this movie. Really? I mean, when you said office movies, the first one I thought of was Office Space. I wasn't really thinking about anything else on this list until I got thinking really hard. I mean, this just screams office monotony. I love Milton. <laughs> I have people skills. I'm good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? And it's so sad, this man, because because it's this weird what stapler. what Office Space Office Space breaks the mode of all all four of the other movies. Like all the other ones have some kind of meaning behind them. Like like whether it be hey, if you're productive, you get rich on it, even if you're you're being sneaky. And then uh, you know you're the one hero, where yeah. Inside. Or a hero who's undiscovered. Yeah. And this one's just like, man, being in an office sucks. And no. this guy's going to find a way to take no, it let, down. Let, let me tell you about that. Anybody that works in an office knows this. But it what this movie does is, is if you actually work in an office, office space should piss you off. Basically because you watch all these underachieving assholes make a name for themselves. Like this dude goes and gets hypnotized and the next thing you know he's he doesn't give a shit about his job and he rolls in late and he just kicks his feet up on the desk and he doesn't give a shit and he's getting interviewed by the corporate execs and he just don't give a fuck. And yet he gets promoted. And when you work in an office that's the way it, it, it kind of works out for you. Like you can work your ass off day in and day out and if there's not some kind of charisma behind you, if there's not some kind of favoritism behind you, if you're not friends with a certain person, there are chances are you're not going to get promoted. So what this movie yeah. showed is... If you could get the memo, that'd be great. And it kind of shows that. Like this is a movie that pisses you off because if, if you work in that type of scenario, you will see people that, that don't actually deserve that job that come in there day in, day out and sneak away with not doing their job or they don't be productive. I really like this wrong. movie also because it shows the sides it's not only office jobs but how restaurant jobs work. I mean, um, uh, Jennifer Aniston works in like a TGI Fridays kind of parody and there's always that one worker who's just so hyped to be there every day. Oh, and hey! That then How I, are you today? We're having a fan have you day at tea. What, what was the restaurant called? Like, um, uh, eh. Wacky Wednesdays. It was like another, it was like a parody of Ruby Tuesdays and TGI Fridays. But, um, you know, he's that guy who's like, yeah. you know, your, your flare's looking a little bare there. She's like, I got a button. Yeah, but you don't have like 80 buttons like me. There's always that one. And then in the rest, in the uh, office, you got that boss who's always just like, yeah, if you could do this, you know, and this, and I think that um, that just shows that, you know, jobs suck sometimes everywhere. Yeah, and then and since, since you're, you brought up the restaurant thing, that would be a great way to segue into like a future feature. Like, the weird thing about office movies versus restaurant movies is you could restaurant probably movies, you oh could get it to, no, you could get a top ten. I, you could get a top ten of restaurant movies. You could only get a top five on, on office movies, I'm telling you. Porky's, um, Slammin' Salmon, Waiting the One, the one, one and Two. Yeah, so yeah Waiting Two was um, awful, but... Yeah, you know, but it's a movie. And there's um, also that... Have, have and we you... also do ones about retail jobs. There's a few of those. There's, like, Employee of the Month was a movie I yeah. saw. That's a Superstore is jobs. an incredible show, dude. If you've ever watched NBC's 
I think it's NBC, but NBC's Superstore. That's great, dude. Like, I've worked at Walmart, dude. I know how that works, and Superstore is definitely a great parody on it. Like, no, we never would have done anything like that. It's more of a tedious, miserable job than than Superstore makes it out to be. But it's a great show. British comedies have a lot more um, shows that are in offices and, like, Superstores than, than America does. We have a lot of cop dramas and detective shows. Whereas Britain has a lot of office dramas yeah. and um, and stuff like that. I guess that's just because there's a lot of office work over there more than anything. So yeah, they're like going back to office space, dude. There's there's definitely times where your computer freezes up so much that you just want to take it outside and smash it. You can't stand it. It's pissing you off. Damn it! My get- Xbox, one of my Xbox got the red ring of death, and they basically told me I, we can't fix it because um, they hadn't fixed that stuff at the beginning. I just did that. I even played the same music. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was really young. I saw it when I was like eight, eight or See, nine. I, I was a late bloomer, I didn't dude. Get it I didn't... At the time, and then I saw it later, and I got even. You know, I got some of the slapstick jokes and some of the jokes. But then, as I became an adult and got a job, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so much more relevant to me." <laughs> dude, waiting, waiting for me was like that. It was like, how much fun can I have at this job? And then you actually work at one of those places, and it's like, don't you dare fucking try to have fun. This is a goddamn job. This ain't to be having fun. You know, we ain't trying to, he- we ain't trying to hear that working hard and having fun bullshit. Don't you dare have no fun. That's a restaurant oh, job. I, and and they they, they make sure that you they make sure that you go home smelling like shit and and feeling like shit and. <laughs> I go home smelling like a cheeseburger. I like my job. Um, you know, I don't work for a corporate company, though, so that's probably the difference. Because I work for a, um, a local restaurant that's family-owned, and there's only one in the world, Park at Drive-In, located on 1230 East New Circle Road, open Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's plug, not but, information you should tell people, but okay. <laughs> shameless plug. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think that it's a lot different working in a, um, a family-owned restaurant or family-owned business than it is working in a corporate job. I haven't had the pleasure of working in a corporate job, and I don't want to, um, because there's a lot of that worry, you know, about district managers and general managers and then, like, regional managers, and them just at any moment could come in and tell you you're doing everything that you were taught wrong, and... That's just stressful to me, man. I don't want any of that. I mean, oh, yeah, it's definitely stressful, Justin. You never know what I'll do here. But I'm going to tell you what. Like, I worked at, at McDonald's, dude, and you want to talk about Fight Club. Before Fight Club ever came out, dude, I worked at McDonald's for almost three years. And believe me, this is the greatest thing i ever done. One day, my boss said, said yeah, uh, I'll let you off work today if you do one thing. And I said, what do you want to do today? And he's like, he's like, if you will, if you will go out and fist fight me, I will let you leave work early. And I said, wait, you want to, you want to literally fist fight, and then I get to get off work. So I'm telling you what, me and this dude, who was my manager at McDonald's, we went uh, down to a place called the Slate Furnace, which is this old school place where they used to make cannonballs. It's like a national landmark. And we went down there, dude, and we went five rounds, dude. Had another guy videotaping it. And we went five rounds, dude. Each one three minutes apiece. And we put boxing gloves on it on 
and everything, dude. And we beat the living shit out of each other, dude. And it was at a time when I was still in high school and stuff. And I went to school the next day, and I had black eyes and bruises on my lips. But at the last second of the last round, dude, we had... 30 seconds on the clock, and I knocked his ass out, dude, and he went down, and as soon as I knocked him out, dude, they counted to 10, and he was out, and I fell down, dude, so I went to school the next day, and I got to tell everybody, I was like, I beat the shit out of my manager, like, I really, like, <laughs> I went down there, he said, I'll give you, I'll give you the rest of the day off, but you gotta go boxing with me, and we, we literally went down there and beat the living hell out of each other, dude, like, it was before Fight Club had ever come out, it was before the comic books, before... You know, before the movie came out, and it's something he wanted to do. Like, there's there's times like when jobs could be there fun. Times, I mean, there was one day uh, one of my coworkers who doesn't work with me anymore, great guy. Well, you know, he came to me and I was just standing outside, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'll pay you fifty bucks right now to let me punch you as hard as I can in the face." And I'm like, fifty bucks?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he holds up two twenties and a ten. He's like, "I will give this to you if you let me That's punch worth you." It. In the face. Like, and I said this, I go, you know, and I said this, like, he's a big dude who said this, and I'm, a, I'm like 16 at the time, I know that one punch is gonna lay me out, and I go, so, um, are, are you aiming for the nose, or are you aiming for the cheese, like, I'm just, I, do not think about this, man, I'm just saying, one punch, and I'm just like, as much as that 50 bucks sounds good, a hundred bucks for a, a broken nose repair isn't doesn't sound too good either. So, I mean, there have been days like that. <laughs> I'm sure everyone has days like that, though, man. So, yeah, that's why we all just need a fight club. I think that uh, you know, the problem is you can't talk about it. So, how am I going to find? It? I can't go on <laughs> we, Craigslist. We don't need. You know, you're like, I can't go on Craigslist and ask where's the local fight clubs. I can't go around being like, because then people are going to be like, man, are you crazy? Rule one and two. Rule one and two. You can't do that. We don't need a fight club, man. We need a hug club. We need to just be like, hey, you hate your fucking job and you're miserable and you don't like your life. Well, just as soon as you get off of your job, you come over here and we will hug you. You know, you know, there's places around the world that have cuddle clubs, dude. I don't know if you've heard about these, but you can look them up online. They're called cuddle clubs, and you pay somebody like an hour. Instead of getting a masseuse, you get somebody to cuddle with, somebody to pet you, and somebody make you so feel like, perfect. So, I can be a professional cuddler. Hey. What do you do for a living? I'm a professional cuddler. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, until and then you... they go, hug. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you hug me anymore, I'm going to have to start charging, man. I'm a professional at this. You know, I don't work for free. I'm telling you, man, Cuddle Club, man, fuck it. We all talk about Cuddle Club. <laughs> First rule yeah, about I'm, Cuddle Club, tell everybody about Cuddle Club. We got cuddles, <laughs> we got cuddles, we got caresses, we got pettings, we got to... We can play with your hair and we don't stop. This this part where somebody photoshops me into a to a porno, dude. Oh, yeah. That's not Cuddle Club, that's the, that's the Street Corner Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Street Corner Club, that's right. Well, I, I think Street Corner Club has been uh, the wrap up for the night, dude. I think I think we should go ahead and wrap this podcast up. But right. let's go ahead and count it down. What was number five, Justin? Number five was Fight Club for Best Office Movies. Fight Club. That's right. Number, number four, four, Wolf of Wall Street. Number three, Back the Incredible. Number two is wanted because you always want to try to leave your office and curve a bullet. Number one. 
Office Space, the best and only office movie that everyone can think of. <laughs> exactly. Now, if they if they had a currently if they had a best TV series for an office, it'd definitely be Mr. Robot. If you haven't watched Mr. Robot, you are fucking missing out because that first season is incredible. The second season, I don't understand it. So maybe I'll get into it when the season wraps. Then I'll go back to season two. But you definitely gotta check out Mr. Robot. Is it on Hulu or Netflix or anything? It's on Amazon Instant Video right now. Okay, I got that. Pretty good. All right, so that was our show. So. um Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. You can check out Comic Book Jerk at uh, what was my address again? Comicbookjerk.com, which I haven't updated in a whole long time. Um, you can check us out at twitter.com backslash comicbookjerk. You can go to facebook.com backslash comicbookjerk. You can go to youtube.com backslash comicbookjerk. And I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I'm a little bit uh, ADHD, is what the kids call it now. A days, but Justin, what do you got to plug? Uh, Richmond Comics and Collectibles. If you live in Richmond, Kentucky, it's the best comic book store, and soon to be the only comic book store since Hastings is closing. So, yeah, the best place for Funko Pops, collectibles, comic books. You can get your daily pull list every week and stuff. Customer service is amazing. Uh, and uh, Pretty Bird Productions on Etsy. That's my fiance's Etsy store. If you want to look it up, you can get some really cool nerdy-themed pillows. She also does commissions. All right, and I forgot to throw out Harry Go Toys on eBay and Facebook. Check it out, Harry Go Toys. Check them out. You can also custom tailor your own box. So forget Loot Crate. Forget whatever those other box companies are that give you a box full of junk. Go to BigOldBoxOfStuff.com. Custom tailor the box that you want to get the items that you want and have them shipped to you. We are also a proud member of the Kentucky Funko League of Awesomeness. If you don't know about the Kentucky Funko League of Awesomeness, they don't give me any money, and none of these people that I'm promoting right now give me any money, but they're friends of mine, so check them out. And, uh, Justin, what time is it? It's time to kick that disclaimer, which I'm going to read. That's right. Finally Here we go. Every, every week, the challenge is on. Can Justin perform the disclaimer? Alright. The following broadcast should be followed for the engine sequence of 106 and 106A, the fair use of copyrighted work, including such as the big production of copies of by any other means to copy the sections of purpose, such as criticism, comments, news, reporting, teaching, including multiple copies for clarification uses. Oh, you almost had it, dude. It was so close. Dude, I'm gonna. I stuttered a few. I could have had that, man. I could have had that. I'm getting better. Dude, by Christmas time, I bet you I'll have it. Yeah, you know, you Hope, hopefully. You'll, you'll have to listen to some scat, man. Well, I think it was a good, it was a good show, man. I'm glad glad all the people tuned in. We actually had some viewers tonight. It's nice. Yeah, not enough for me to staple my thumb. Yeah, we did. Hey, you did rescue yourself from stapling the thumb this week, so that, that's a good thing. So that awkward when you want us to have viewers, but you don't. We definitely got to do that. Bye, everybody. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.